you find canter leads end up getting you and your horse in a bit of a muddle each time if you if you ask in the corner you know you're pretty okay but if you ask on a straight well you're liable to end up with well i suppose there's a 50 50 chance say eh? you're going to get the right one but it seems to be all the time down to chance. Well, today we're gonna to take that chance out. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to, well, straighten out a couple of little issues that you may be having in your riding with your horse. Each and every week we take a different topic to do a horse riding and we, well, we dive into it, we break it down, we figure out what's going wrong, why it's going wrong, how can we kind of take it all apart and then rebuild it in a way that you understand what you're supposed to be doing and not only that you can go and actually tell your horse what the two of you are supposed to be doing and usually get a pretty positive result and that's what it's all about positive results with you and your horse now I have something really exciting coming up next week I've never done this before and it is absolutely free and I'd love for you to join me and um, it is going to be a five-day rider mindset I suppose a challenge, it's not really a challenge, it's just something for you that you can really dig down deep and figure out what's going on. Because I tell you now, mindset is 80% of the game. If you can just get your mindset sorted out and, well, figure out what's actually holding you back, um, that's that will go a long way towards getting you to go forward then in your riding. You can sign up and you can also find out more over at www.ridermindset.com and you can get all the details over there as well. Okay, back to today. And today I want to talk about cantering. And I want to talk about the leads in canter. And I specifically want to talk about maybe looking at striking a canter lead on a straight line. Because it's all well and good doing it in the corner. It kind of sets you up for success, doesn't it? But it's when we start then asking for those strike-offs or those transitions into the canter on a straight line that things can very quickly fall apart. And that we can see, hold on, where we thought we were having stellar communication, things were getting a bit muddled up for both ourselves and our horse. So the first thing I want to talk about here is correct flexion is everything when it comes to cantering. I cannot stress that enough. So many times with riders, they forget about the flexion. They're so busy, I suppose, trying to get the horse to go forward and trying to actually just get the horse to go into canter that they completely forget about the actual flexion that has to happen or that has to be there. And I, I really and truly believe that is the the, almost the, the foundation for the correct transition then to happen, okay? So generally with canter, you want, well, generally, it's not just generally, it is. With canter, you want to have a slight flexion to the inside. Now, this is not a bend. A bend is different. Bending is like where, I suppose, <laughs> the horse's nose and tail get closer together on one side of their body as they're bent that way, okay? If we want to get really basic about it. Flexion is more like it's a slight it's a give to one side, okay? And what's really important with flexion, and flexion's a nice word, flexion also has to have suppleness. Um, if you are fixing the flexion, it's not flexion. That is fixed, okay? And the horse, of course, and particularly through the transition, cannot then move through the transition into whatever you want him to do, and the transition is the change, okay? He can't do that. So you have to understand that flexion in and of itself, there has to be movement, there has to be suppleness, it has to be loosey-goosey. Now, 
A lot of people think that the flexion is dictated by whatever rein you're on. It's not. It's whatever canter lead you're asking for. And this is why if we take it back again to cantering on a straight line, let's say you're going down the center line. Well, you can have an inside and an outside, whichever side you want. It's all up to you. But what's important is that you decide which is your inside and which is your outside and which way you're going to ask for the flexion to. And that's the lead that you want the horse to canter on. So let's say you ask for a little bit of flexion to the left, okay? You are going to then be asking or setting the horse up to canter on the left lead. Now, again, bring it back to the straight line. Does it mean that your horse veers off to the left? No, because then we wouldn't be riding a straight line anymore, would we? Uh-uh, you see? So this is where flexion is not bent. Flexion is just a little give, okay? It's an indicator, it's a nod in that direction. It is a, it's just, you know, an indicator on the car, the thing that you tell other drivers, if you're going left or right, that's really what a flexion is. If you want to think of it that way, your horse that's what your flexion is okay it's a little bit there the next thing is understanding the role of your seat now we could go all into the role of the seat and we've I've done that in past episodes um, and I'll link to those inside the show notes for today's episodes which you can find over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episode 1064 okay you will find the show notes there but what I really want to get into here is how very often with riders their seat is incorrect to begin with they're either not sitting straight meaning that there's more of their body on the left or on the right side of the saddle okay they're a little bit lopsided or they're instead of you know you can ask with your seat and very often it's the inside seat bone a lot of people will use the word scoop you can scoop with your inside seat bone that, that's a confusing term isn't it I'm going to scoop now <laughs> kind of makes you think of ice cream cones and things like that but yes you can scoop with your inside seat bone but what very often happens is riders dig they dig a hole, okay? And horses don't like having holes dug in their back. So your horse will naturally try and get out of the way of that and he'll move his back away from you, eh? Stop doing that, which means he's either going to go crooked through his body or he's going to hollow through his back, okay? Neither are very good when we're talking about transitions, okay? So we don't want to dig holes. You can scoop. If you know how to scoop, scoop away, okay? Make sure you're scooping at the right time though. Timing is essential. It's everything. Um, but yeah you can scoop but just make sure that you're remaining light a scoop is like it's like an indicator again it's the indicator it's like hitting the go button it's like saying this is the one let's go and all you're doing is you're almost asking for something longer or something bigger to happen that's how it feels when you're scooping with your inside seat bone it feels like you're asking for more you're asking for a more kind of an upward kind of emotion with the horse and you're asking your horse to then respond to you in doing that okay now of course the easier way to do it is to use your legs to ask the question and last week of course we were talking all about we got into the in-depth conversation about is it the it's kind of the chicken and the egg when it comes to the legs and the seat is it your legs first or is it your seat first or do your seat dictate where your legs are well I think they both very much are hugely influential in the other one and when we start out riding yes our legs will initially start it all off for us and they will dictate where our seat goes but later our seat will dictate where our legs go either way your legs will ask the question okay so think about this now you want that your inside leg is on your outside leg is slightly back and your outside leg instead of it remaining back it's almost like it plays tag okay it says tag you're it and you touch that and you say that's the one my boy right there okay and you tag your it how far back no you don't want to touch him on his flank 
Um, I'm sure you've seen writers do that. It's like, tag, you're it. And they've completely thrown their upper body forward in order to get that outside leg so far back. Um, it's like they're back. They're on the hindquarters, actually. They're like, that one. Okay, your horse is, he is a very intelligent animal and he you can be more subtle, okay? He'll understand, okay? So what you want is just slightly back. And does your leg stay there? I would say it goes back a little bit further to tag. And of course, I'm using the word tag. It's not that you're tagging your horse, okay? It's just, this is an easy way of me describing it. I'm sure everybody knows what tag is. Tag, you're it. You touch something and it's it, okay? So we're talking tag here. But then your outside leg will stay a little bit more back because your outside seat bone's a little bit more back and your inside seat bone is more on. So outside leg slightly back, inside leg is slightly on. And then your inside leg, I find when your outside leg is asking for the tag, you're it. Your inside leg is saying with your inside seat bone, now this is where the scoop thing comes in okay so with your inside seat bone your inside leg is saying add a little bit more of energy here thank you let's get that energy let's lift us up let's lift us into the canter and up you go into canter now the last piece I want to talk about here is that you have to actually then allow the horse to canter so whichever way you've asked okay and remaining and keeping in mind that you've remained lovely and straight right we said this way back at the beginning, okay, there's equal amount of body on either side of your horse. You've equal amount of the left-hand side of your body on the left-hand side of the horse and equal amount of the right-hand side of your body on the right-hand side of the horse, okay? So considering that you've managed to hold that and also that you've been focused on your straightness from the point that you haven't allowed your body to tip forward, trying to tag the horse's flank, okay? No tagging on the flank. Um, but you've kept your body up. What then you have to do is to allow with your seat. Now, again, people will say seat or legs, legs or seat. I do believe it's seat here more than anything. It is your seat. If you are shutting it down and some people get a little bit nervy and they think, whoa, it's going to take... And you know, that, that, that stride, sometimes that first stride into canter, it can be a big stride. <laughs> it feels different. Um, there's definitely this kind of momentum that carries you into the canter, isn't there? Um, and a lot of riders think, holy moly, what's going on there? I tell, tell you what, I'll just go into... I will take up the hamster position. They kind of, they knuckle down into the saddle. They literally become like a hamster their back kind of curls around and in doing so they shut down that energy the horse can no longer go forward think about it as you want to sit up and you want to allow your seat okay it's almost like your seat would lead your body okay your seat will just allow and then you will follow through the seat okay so you're going to just allow it the energy comes through you're allowing it through there and of course your seat in your hands I really believe that your seat in your hands it's almost like there's this invisible connection between the two of them and um, your seat will always dictate what your hands are doing and by allowing through the seat you've now allowed through the hand which will allow the horse to stretch there's a lot of allowing going on isn't there which will allow the horse to stretch into the canter and the horse can then begin to canter there we go that's it simple eh <laughs> okay it is something you're going to have to work on let's be honest eh but I think if you can bring it back to when you're trying to canter on a straight line keeping the horse nice and straight first and foremost okay trying to dictate that the shoulders aren't jumping to the left or jumping to the right we're chatting about that in a few weeks by the way but that your shoulders aren't jumping around too much okay that you're trying to keep them nice and straight and then in doing so you're allowing the horse to just transition into the canter each time okay so 
Work on it, practice it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I would strongly suggest doing it on a center line or on a quarter line. We normally work on the quarter line um, and then you could change rein maybe across the, the long diagonal and then obviously transition back down to trot and then again come down the opposite quarter line and you could then ask again on the opposite rein. So there's lots of ways you can do this, um, but yeah, keep asking, see how it goes. Remember the flexion, the flexion is everything. It is the key to the kingdom when it comes to this and then work on from there. Okay, I am going to leave it at that. And of course, I'm going to once more remind you to join me over at ridermindset.com for a free little five-day exploration into your thoughts. Um, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of benefit out of it. Um, and yeah, it's absolutely free. So you can find out all the details and you can sign up for it over at ridermindset.com. Okay, have a great one. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.